All right. Welcome to the Four for Friday podcast. We have a very special episode today. Uh, I am Michael Gridley, your co-host. We have a guest co-host today uh, who is Luke Gridley. If you notice the similar last name, that's because we are brothers. So uh, yeah, Will is unable to make it today for our regular listeners. Uh, and uh, we have uh, either an upgrade or a downgrade in the case of my brother, uh, depending on how things go uh, over Will uh, to, to fill in for him. So uh, Luke, I'm super excited you're here and thanks for agreeing to do this. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. I, you know, I was wondering initially, like, should I be flattered or did Michael run out of people to invite on the show? Uh, I was I, I was too sure of that. I was taking it as flattered, you know, just because some some good advice I was given was uh, you know always always presume the best intentions of people, uh, which I which I think is is great advice. So, but I'm, I'm flattered to be here, Michael. Thank you for having me. Yeah, well, if, if the, the truthful answer is you're the only person I asked, so I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're the first and only person. So maybe maybe take a minute, introduce yourself and kind of your your background and what led you to be here today on the best podcast in the universe. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. My name's Luke. I'm, I'm Michael's brother. I'm happy to be here. Uh, you know, we grew up in the same household. We went to the same college, and uh, you know, I also got a computer science degree as well. Um, that, that was my son that just came by. Um, and so I did some programming and then uh, got into the family business of selling firecrackers on the side of the road for the general public, you know, uh, very, very safe business of explosives to random strangers. And, um, you know, that, that business uh, is, is uh, still taking off, like we're, you know, we're continuing to grow it. And I, I just reached the point where I just, um, uh, it wasn't what I wanted to continue to do. And, uh, so, so I left, we have a fantastic CEO there now. And uh, the, the business is doing, doing great. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's ironic because of all the difficulties that are going on with uh, a lot of businesses um, due to the pandemic. Like it, a lot of people want to get outside and shoot fireworks. So like some, some businesses, it helps. Um, so for me personally, I'm uh, just trying to figure out what my next thing is, but uh, I, I feel like I got some very good advice from uh, uh, from some friends on just, you know, why don't you just, what I was thinking about, what am I going to do next? It was just take some time off. So um, that's what I'm doing right now. And uh, I probably would have figured out something else to be doing in, in the, until the pandemic hit. Yeah, it's been a crazy year for sure. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, thanks again for um, for being here. And so for everybody that's a new listener, uh, our format is um, four question, four topics, phrases, questions, and we ask them to each other, and then we talk about them, and then we get get in and out and get done in probably 20, 25 minutes or so, and we do this every week. So um, I have the first question, so I'll ask you, Luke, and then we talk about him, and then move on to the next one at some period of time. So um, cool. So we're going through the the snowpocalypse right now, which is Texas basically shut down by all this this snow. Um, what are some second order effects of the snowpocalypse? So obviously the first ones are power outages and people can't go to work. What are some of the second things that you think will happen because of this shutdown that we're basically having for a whole week? I, I think it's a, um, like there's gonna be a lot of political fallout from this sort of stuff and just, uh, you know, it's 
it's almost like right now it's who can do more outreach depending on what side side of the aisle you regardless of what side of the aisle you're on it's a uh who can be more upset and i i feel like it's a uh we're kind of shooting the messenger on on the, the people we ask to kind of deal with this bigger issue where they are supposed to put down or they're supposed to uh have our electrical system set up uh so that we don't have these kinds of blackouts and then they have to make the tough decisions and now everybody's saying oh let's go let's go hail these people uh even though they were given a box of turds and said produce some flame and not for me yeah um, so i'm, I'm kind of wondering like how is that going to end up being when like the stones get uncovered and it's it's discovered that hey maybe these guys weren't given the stuff that they need uh, in order to uh, in order to do their their, their job properly oh to begin with. Right. It's it's an uh, interesting one. Think, I mean, you do have to wonder. You do have to wonder how much politics gets pulled into everything now. That's a big event. Oh, yeah. So whether that was inevitable or not. Uh, the thing I think will happen, which is there's kind of a convergence of things, is I think we're going to have a baby boom in nine months. I think people, there's not much to do. Your power's off. There's a COVID vaccine that's come out. Uh, and, you know, there's just a big snowstorm. So what do you do? Like, well, like baby boom time. So it won't surprise me if November next year or later this year is the hospitals are really busy. I think that's the most second order effect I can predict out of this whole thing. Well, COVID was... Um... You know, it's over nine months ago, and they, we have not seen the same kind. At least that does what I read. Was there was not the same kind of uh, baby boom to result of, yeah. out of that, like from you know last March and, and uh, April, May. Yeah. Well, I think I'm arguing for this. Um, why is it? Why is this time different? Well, so the it, during the COVID baby boom, like anybody who wanted to have a have a kid, and they were waiting. Right. I, I would wait and my friends yeah. were waiting because it's a terrible time to have a kid. <laughs> like you don't know if the world's going to end. You don't know if you're could be pregnant and get sick. Now women who want to get pregnant, they can get a, a vaccine. Like that's really good. Um, so that plus the snowpocalypse, I think is a, you know, a, a, like a perfect storm, literally and figuratively. Yeah. I was kind of thinking this is like disaster inception. You know, there's, there's a disaster wrapped in a disaster right now and everybody's kind of forgotten the pandemic because it's when you're freezing your butt off at home <laughs> it's hard it's hard to remember hey it's uh uh there's deadly disease going along going around outside so we'll we'll get back to business as usual of dealing with the dealing with the pandemic yeah well cool well let's move on to the second question i think you have that one yeah second question uh how much stake should people uh, should one put in public awards? And I guess this also includes the, uh, you know, any uh, kind of like uh, government type congratulatory, uh, approved congratulatory ceremonies. Is that what you're thinking of? I think all of those are there. I mean, I've won some of these awards before, uh, and I wrote this question, so I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll elaborate on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, I've won some of these awards before, where it's like business person of the year and stuff, and like. Most of them, like they're political or people paid for them. I mean, there's there's also the extreme of these awards where, like, if you're a web development firm, like, like, it's amazing how many website of the year awards 
an individual firm will win. Like all of their websites win website of the year. And it's basically because they paid a hundred bucks from some no name webby whatever award in order to have the have it win. So, you know, I think your your second point, which it also applies to people who like a freeway gets named after you, it does not mean you are a great person. It just means yeah. that you are a famous politician and somebody owed you some favors. Um, so I think it I think it applies top to bottom. It's really tough to have public validation be assumed as anything but BS from from kind of day one. Well, there's I think there's a mix in of like uh, uh, fakeness with uh, with with. It's hard to differentiate the fake awards with the real awards. It's, I think right. it's that. Right. Uh, like I remember back back when I used to be able to get on planes. Um, yeah, it, they'd always have the the magazine there, and one of the ads on there would always be like the forty best plastic surgeons in America, or the forty best uh, doctors. Uh, and I think like uninformed people or anybody who just doesn't read the fine print in those ads, you might think, oh, these were actually like vetted people. No, they just uh, it they just got shot. You know, right? They, it, it was just looking around. Uh, so you mix that in with ones from, you know, it's 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 more about like where it's coming from. Like if it's a if it's a legit business journal type award where somebody actually threw data and reviewed things and actually put out, uh, you know, something that's like an unpaid. So I think that's what it comes down to is what what are the motivations there? Is somebody getting paid for it, or is it? Um, it's still it's it's still a promotional type thing. But uh, that hasn't been handled by a reputable uh, group yeah. or company. I think that's that, that's the main differentiator. Yeah, um, but I do I, I do think about like the um, uh, any sort of like government meeting where there's going to be like a, a period during the meeting of congratulating each other on X Y Z thing because it's that's just a promotional thing too. So yeah. The, the more awards you have, the less meaningful each one is. <laughs> Very true. Also, uh, and I appreciate you being cynical about that. It's exactly right. So um, cool. Let's move on to question number three. Um, this is for me. Um, why do interesting people often think they are boring? So, so I, uh, you know, we, we live with each other long enough where I, I kind of know there's some sort of like trigger event as to uh as to a question that's like this you know maybe, maybe you encountered somebody that you thought was interesting that was thought they were boring yeah uh, I, I definitely did yeah I, so, I, def I definitely had somebody i ran into who this feels like a, a bouncing back thing where, where yeah we need story time maybe at least change the names to protect the innocent but uh you know unless you don't think they'll mind no, I mean, I ran into somebody on the internet who's like, no, no, I won't be on a podcast because I'm not as interesting. I'm not that interesting. I'm you not said interesting you didn't invite anybody else to this. That, this, that's, is this is a, a different thing. podcast. Thank you. It's a different podcast. Um, <laughs> but for this this podcast, this episode, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think this person, it was fascinating. They were like, yeah, I'm super boring. Like, why? And, and actually this person was one of the most unique thinkers that I think I've run across. And frankly, like he had no clue that he's so different. 
you know, I think that's, that's kind of the point. Like it's, it's the most interesting people that have no clue that they're interesting because they think just being who they are is normal. This is, oh, not everybody's like this. Yeah, correct. Uh, well, I think like interesting is subjective, you know, it's, it's who are, to whom are you interesting, mm. you know, like, so, uh, you know, if you have a, uh, like a world renowned physicist or something, uh, stuff that one person may find interesting, somebody else would just find completely boring, yeah. you know, and they might find it to where, uh, if you're like a niche, interesting type person, as opposed to like a universal interesting, then uh, like that niche person is going to encounter a lot of people that are going to tell them they're boring. And so that's what they're going to start to think, you know, yeah. um, maybe, maybe right into a, a, a niche type person that's like that as opposed to universal type thinking. That's at least what I can think of. Yeah. I hear you. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, do you want right. to move, you want to move to yeah, the fourth, well, fourth question? Last question. This was, uh, you know, before the podcast, I was, I'm over at my mother's because the uh, her power is not out because she's on she's next to a, or on the same uh, part of the grid as a police station or a hospital or whatever. So her power is not going out, but mine is, and I just had enough of it. So we've come over here. I'm I'm grateful she's having us. Um, but I was I asked her, hey, what do you think of a a, a topic idea for this? And uh, of course, it's the weather's on everybody's mind. So what do you think of this it has to do with climate change? And it got me thinking of, uh, you know, is that, are you asking me scientifically or is this like a political question? And it's it's one of those like, when did something like this, how many things do we have that are, that should be scientific questions that people dodge because they are some sort of politically charged question. You're gonna end up in an argument with somebody because they, they have a different point of view. Right. So. Uh, it comes down to, do you have a podcast? Should you have something that is uh, like global warming as a discussion? Can't you have like a scientific discussion on that? Or is it just going to devolve into a political thing where we're going to, you're, you're going to bash one side or another? Right. Well, there is an idea with podcasts or any sort of content, like the more niche you can get, like to become a top one or two or three thing for your audience, the more powerful and your podcast is going to be. So like I, I do another podcast besides this one where it's a very niche. Like we talk about small businesses for sale and like me and two other guys look at small business for sale once a week and we record it. Like that gets about 10 times the number of listeners that this podcast gets. And the difference is like, this is generic. I mean, that's the truth. This is the stuff we want to talk about because we're interested in a wide variety of things. But the niche that is out there that those other people really want and it's helping them, uh, it gets so much more draw. Because in the grand scheme of general commentators, like there's a thousand other folks on local radio who are more interesting and polished and practiced than, than me and Will at doing this, which is fine. But I think that comes back to the idea you're talking about. It's like, well, if, if the if the global warming is part of your scheme and your stick and your niche, like by all means, go ahead. Uh, but it, it's a tough one to compete against because a lot of people are talking about it. Yeah. I think it, I think it feeds into kind of an outrage culture that we have. It's, it's, it goes with the, you know, anything that's clickbait of, of just something that's meant to provoke, to provoke an emotional reaction in people. Right. Uh, where you're like, those people are morons. And it's like, those people are morons, you know. Um, that's kind of what you want. Because if you have on your podcast and you put it all in caps, like, 
climb higher slam or something like that as your your podcast title maybe you get a hundred times as many uh listeners as opposed to you know uh guy talks about stuff he thinks is interesting like, <laughs> yeah you put that on there at all caps you might be like well i don't feel anything about that and they're just gonna pack it back so find find, right. find the outrage one uh there's like on youtube if you just there's just there's just a bunch of those that pop up. So, uh, here, click on this thing to feel outraged about it. That's kind of what's selling right now. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if, uh, if if that's your shtick and you want to go the outrage route, then, then yeah, it's it's a it's a marketable thing right now. So we did conclude that global warming is a hoax. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This this snow the snow has everything to do with that. Mm-hmm. Proof. Just walk outside. Uh, this weather snow is comes crazy. down in San Antonio. Can't explain that. Okay. This, this weather is crazy. There's no doubt it's, about it. This is this is an extraordinary event. The other thing is we've had snow like recently, not not just this year, but I guess it was two years ago. Yeah, last year. Yep. Um. And it used to be like a once every 30 years. And so it's a question of, is this just two extraordinary events one after another? Or is this going to be a ongoing trend of, of something that's once every four years, or every five years? Yeah. Uh, what well, would be interesting to see... Uh, I'd have to ask a climate... Well, I've, I've, I've wondered if climate change is, was always going to make Texas hotter. And I guess there's another path where Texas could just get more extreme, hotter and colder, which would be fascinating. Um, there also is a path where Texas just gets cooler, which would be awesome because <laughs> it's too hot here. Well, also extreme weather, extreme cold. You know, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, the, the broader spectrum. So, right, right. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll see. I'm not a client. So I'm, you know, yeah. I'm going to presume that I know anything about that. I hear you. All right. Well, hey, great job today. I think we did these four questions really well. And uh, so we'll get this edited and it will get posted. And uh, hopefully the stuff going on with Will gets all all back to normal. And, uh, and and if there's a guest host needed in the future, we'd love to call you. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get back. Appreciate Super it. duper. Good to see uh, you. All right. Good job by you. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.